Loading Sports Outlier Session Season 2. Back at it again after a long hiatus. But we saved you know, we're we're building up for a big moment here. This one was a long time coming. You could say it was three years in the making. <laughs> I run into Cheek out in left field last week and he says it's time. So here we are. Uh, a pair of Huntington Beach Oilers. Uh, if you're not familiar with Huntington Beach High School, uh, it's a bit of an outlier in public high school sports in that at any given time, there's over a dozen Division I baseball players in that program. Uh, they compete nationally uh, against anybody. And, you know, obviously in the CIF Southern section, one of the most competitive high school circuits uh, in the entire country. So, you know, you got a couple guys that, that strap it up for them. Uh, Braden Peterson Cheek, senior outfielder, and Matt Heidel, junior outfielder. Uh, blessed to have these guys on. Thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, I mean, and, and for anybody who's watching this right now, Cheek is not on a riding lawnmower, so I just want to make sure that we all had that <laughs> squared away before we got going. He definitely has, like, I love the uh, <clears throat> the power lines in the backdrop, the nice blue skies. It's, it's that's beautiful a day here. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have to like. Uh, you ever see those backdrops on Zoom where they've got like the artificial backdrops? It's yeah. Like, a lot of people wish they could have that as their artificial backdrop. <laughs> but um, no, I just you know up and at it early this morning. I need to shout out uh, Alex and Roger on the pickleball court. Uh, we kicked their butt in game one. They came back, and and Alex really showed up in game two. Had my orange juice, and uh, now we're gonna talk with Cheek and Heidel, um, and this should be fun. So um, before we do anything else, and Heidel, I'll let you go first on this one. Dodgers or Angels? Well, I'm by. Sorry, I think you cut out there. What do you got? Oh, yeah. oh I got the Angels. Oh, you're an Angels guy. Cheek. Oh, <laughs> I'm a big Dodgers fan. Oh, let's go. We got a little rivalry on here. Yeah. Well, it's not really a rivalry. He's got the upper hand there. When was the last time the Angels were competitive, Heidel? Oof. <laughs> uh, probably like when Trout was in his prime, honestly. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Not recently. Not in the last five years. I think it's it. been eight years. Oh, it's yeah, been a probably. minute. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're not going to rag on the Angels, but that that organization's in shambles right now, especially uh, oh, yeah. no, with the Otani taking off. But they need uh, to sell the team. Yeah, just sell it. Sell it to Cheek. Just sell. actually sell it to Idol. <laughs> yeah, sell it to me. I'll take it. Better yet, sell it to Philip Kang. True. Philip Philip make all the great decisions. Yep. Over <laughs> under four and a half Philip Kang references on this podcast. Over. Oh, way over. Yeah, definitely over. Crushing <laughs> the over on that. All right, uh, Cheek, you first on this one. Tri-tip or fish tacos? 100% tri-tip. 100%. Idle? Oh, tri-tip by far. All right, at least you guys can agree on that one. You guys, yeah. are, you guys <laughs> are surf over surf. And speaking of surf, who's the better surfer between the two of you? I don't, I don't, I don't surf. I can't surf. I don't either. I can't surf. I'm not athletic. Enough. I can only body surf. 
Who's the better body surfer? Probably Cheek. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say myself. Oh, yeah, Cheek's going to take this one. Pretty good on the boogie board, though. So, hey, we're good. Yeah, I'll give Matt the boogie board. Yeah, I can see Heidel on a, on a boogie board. All right, if right. aliens landed on Earth right now, between the two of you, who would be a better spokesperson for humans? Cheap. 100%. <laughs> more loud, more demanding. You get the point. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, look at this guy. What's he got on his head? They would, they'd be wondering if like those glasses were part of the, the anatomy. <laughs> Honestly, if you widen the pool a little bit and it was more than just you two, I might put Cheek in front of the aliens anyway. But I like that. All right. So uh, I don't know how well traveled you guys are, but if you could visit any state that you haven't been to, what would it be and why? I think I'm going to take, I'm going to say Texas. Never been to Texas. And I just heard like the food and like barbecue. I love barbecue food, like tri-tip and all that stuff. So I don't want to go out there and, try all the barbecue food and watch like a big 12 football game Ooh, big 12 football huh all right i think we lost we on the subject of big yeah we did lose him on the subject of big 12 football until he gets back in here um who's your favorite team in the big 12 i don't know i would say probably tcu because one of my close teammates trevor is is committed there, so I like always rooting for the Horn Frogs whenever they're playing. So you were upset week one when they lost to Coach Prime. I wouldn't say I was necessarily upset. I like Colorado. I like what Coach Prime's doing over there, but it was it was a tough one to see. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. All right. It looks like Heidel might be back in here. Let's let's see if we can get back on screen. I'm back. There he is. Back again like you never left. All right, Heidel, same question. My audio was terrible. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> all right, same question. What state would you visit uh, that you haven't been to? If you could visit any state, go there now. I kind of want to go to Montana. I feel like that'd be sick. All the mountains and like, or Alaska. Or I'd probably, I'd probably pick Alaska. I want to see bears. <laughs> I feel like that'd be sick. One of you go. One of you is going north. One of you is going south. I don't want to see a bear. She wants some barbecue. You went to Texas. Oh, oh like yeah, that. yeah. Cheek the pit boss. All right, so I got another fun one here. Okay, this one's for Heidel. Okay. <laughs> All right, you need to get you need to get in in the right minds mind frame for this. Okay, I got you. You've got to do one of the following to save Cheek from being lowered into a shark tank. <laughs> Uh, get a hit off of Shoei Otani in 15 at-bats. Get a bucket on LeBron James in 25 tries. Or get Derrick Henry to the ground on a goal line run in 10 tries. Which challenge do you choose to save Cheek? 100% the Shohei. There's no way. Uh, LeBron's about a foot taller than me, and Derrick Henry is like twice my size. So I think I could get lucky off Shohei. Just guess fastball maybe. Something. <laughs> All right. The better question is, Cheek, do you have faith in Heidel to save you from the Sharks? 100%. Hundred percent. Heidel's my boy. I know he's got my back. Let's go. 
like that's that. uh that's a good foundation for the for the future of the 2024 huntington beach oilers right there <laughs> all right let's let's get a little bit more serious here kind of uh long-term athlete development this is a feature of pretty much every one of these podcasts we bring guests on and something that's really important to us at load in sports uh and the first part of that is going to be emotional well-being so I'd like to kick things off a little bit here and, and we'll go around the horn uh, we'll start with Heidel, Cheeks in the middle, and then I'll go last. But three things you're grateful for today. Uh, hit it. I got family, friends, and then the opportunities that I have. All right. Nice and easy. Yep. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Cheek, what do you got? I'd probably say the same. Probably my, my mom has a big – like, I'm super grateful for her. And then I'd probably say my dad helping out with, like, baseball and, like, taking me places. And then probably just, like, my friends. All my friends. Very people, very people oriented today. Yeah. When you've been doing this as long as I have, let's see, what is it? It's 2023. I started doing this back in like 2018. Do it every single day. Three new things. Okay. You you, you run you run through family pretty quick on the on the front yeah. end. So uh, today I'm going with window open weather. All right. Okay. So like when you get to that, I mean, you don't really have to deal with that in Southern California, but get to that time of year where it's like not too hot out and it's not cold yet. Yep. And you can turn, yep. Get that fresh air flowing in. Uh, two is going to be uninterrupted sleep. I like that. Yeah. That's, it's that's beautiful when you put your head on the pillow and you just wake up the next morning and you don't have to worry about anything in between. So, uh, and then number three, Who's got the Kang counter? Because it's Philip Kang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a unique bird, and uh, grateful for him and just who he is and his the opportunity that he's had uh, to play at Huntington Beach and and all the things that he's been through. Because I know that he's had quite the journey. So yeah, um, yep, yeah. Those those are the three. Shout out Philip Kang. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, ignition. Okay, so ignition is at at the very core of what it is is the why behind your sport. So, uh, why did you start playing? Why do you keep playing? What drives you? It can be a person. It can be a moment that you watch. You know, when you're younger, whatever it is. Uh, why do you guys play baseball and not some other sport? Cheek, take that one first. Um, I'd say I play baseball is because my mom. Honestly, I think growing up, we kind of didn't come from, like, the best of family, like, with, like, money and everything. And just, like, kind of taking my opportunity and, like, my drive, like, just like how my mom was and, like, how she grew up. It's kind of like I got that from her. And, like, ever since I just had that drive while playing baseball and, like, trying to take it a step further. And, like, how I've developed over the years is, like, I can really see myself playing at the next level and I want to see how far I can take it. And I'd say I probably don't play another sport is my – I think they're just like – besides football, I think the rest of the sports are kind of like boring and kind of like self-oriented. And just like at like a young age, just being around your friends with baseball and like making so many new friends, I, like that's what I knew I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Awesome. Cheek, well, just a heads up. When you get into your old age like me, you can start playing pickleball, and then you can play that all the way until the sun sets. It's great. I, I, I play pickleball. I, I, I love it. Yeah. All right, Huddle, what do you got? Uh, I started playing baseball because my dad put me in it, but I was also a golfer. 
but golf got a little too boring. I don't know. I like being, uh, my favorite part about baseball is definitely hanging out with like all my friends, like all the time and like pushing each other. And like with golf, I felt like it was like so self oriented that I couldn't have like the drive, like that other people give me. So that's why I stuck with baseball. Yeah. You like that. You feel like a very social, you're a social butterfly. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, being one with, a the bag of 14 sticks, probably, uh, I can see where that, you know, I'm not yeah. saying that you're not good at golf, but yep. <laughs> you'd rather be in a dugout with cheek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Philip. And Philip. Yeah. Yep. No doubt. All right. Last year on the long-term athlete development, uh, I think this one's really important and I'm talking to a couple of high schoolers here. So it's specifically important for you because you guys are still growing sleep. What's your relationship like with sleep? How much sleep do you get? How consistent is your sleep? Uh, Heidel, take this one first. Relationship with uh, sleep. Every night, I try to get like nine hours of sleep. I love to sleep. And then sometimes after practice, I eat like a big meal. And then I'm out on the couch for like two or three hours. I can sleep anywhere, though. I'll sleep on car rides. I'll sleep on the floor. I love sleep. I think sleep's like the most important <laughs> thing for me. Let's go. If sleep's trying to sign an NIL deal... With with any high school or collegiate athlete title should be at the top of your Call list. Me. Yeah, I'll be the first sponsor. <laughs> sleep company. All right, Cheek, what do you got? Honestly, same. I, I love sleeping in. I think every night I'll try to get about eight to nine hours. If I can get more, I'll get more. But I think sleep, like, I could say I can't sleep anywhere. Like, car rides, I can. Like, that's if I'm, like, super tired. But, like, I can honestly almost sleep anywhere if I'm, like, really tired but I, I don't take naps i kind of just say like all my good sleep until like the night but i if someone walks in and like makes a bunch of noise while i'm sleeping i i'll probably get a little mad at them <laughs> yeah so you're saying those rumors of you pouring coffee on the graveyard shifts are not true no <laughs> not true at all well that's good to hear eight to nine hours from you heidel's got nine he sleeps anywhere uh did you guys see i don't know it was like last week there was a toronto blue jays pitcher who was removed from the game with cramps. And he felt that the reason why he cramped up was because he only got 11 hours of sleep and he usually gets 14. <laughs> I don't even know how you sleep that long. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. My body, my body wakes up every morning at the same time. I'm on like a, I've got it dialed in. So it's just ridiculous. You need like a sedative or something. I don't know. Yeah. No All right. <laughs> Let's talk about Huntington beach. Uh, a lot of really good players have come through Huntington Beach High School. Who's the best player that you've either played with or you've seen play in the orange and black? Cheek, you go first on this one. Uh, it's, a, it's a hard one. I mean, I could say growing up at like a young age, I saw Nick Prado, Hagen Danner play. I saw a little bit of Logan Polson play. But I'd say probably ever since I got into high school, it had – I could say – it could be Ralphie. I think Ralph has done things that I've never seen a baseball player do. But at the same time, I would say Aiden Espinoza is probably one of the – him and Ralphie Velasquez are probably some of the top two players I've seen come through that program. And just, like, seeing how they go about their business and, like, how they practice and how they play on the field, how, how such good teammates they are, I'll probably say those are two guys. I, I can't settle on one because how good they are and how good of people and like teammates they've been to me. 
That's fair. Uh, you named a lot of really good players there. Uh, Heidel, what do you got? Uh, I'm I'm sitting with Cheek. I mean, playing with Aiden last year was amazing. Like, during practice, he's on us, showing us what to do. Especially because when I was a freshman, I, like, looked up to him. And then as a sophomore, I looked up to him. So I think he's probably my favorite and probably one of the best. But then Ralphie, I mean, seeing that dude hitting VP, it's, like, a different level. Like, I've never seen anything like that. So those are definitely my two. It's like watching Philip Kang hit BP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, Cheek, you touched on something that was interesting there. You said that you watched Danner and Prado and Polson uh, growing up. Um, and I think that's something that might be kind of why Huntington Beach High School is an outlier is that I think yeah. everyone growing up in the community kind of looks at the high school program and wants to play for that high school. And this is something yeah. I've been on for a long time. It's like if you grow up in a community that's geared towards Friday Night Lights – Everybody wants to play on the football team. But you guys are kind of in a unique community in you know, Southern California. There's is more baseball oriented, but in other parts of the country you don't really have that. So yeah. I don't know if you want to like touch on that a little bit, just like the community aspect and kind of how big baseball is in the community and how the kids look up to Huntington Beach High School. So I know growing up I played Little League at Fond Little League. I kind of played that for three years and switched over to travel ball. But I know I live right next to Oceanview Little League, and that's where Hayden Danner, Nick Prado, they won that 2011, uh, 2011 National Championship for the Little League World Series. And I know that kind of put their name on the map. And once they got into high school, they picked Huntington. And I know Danner, Prado, they're kind of like the face of those uh, face of that team. And I know Danner was going to UCLA, then Prado was going to USC, and they kind of just like all developed and like, kind of like seeing that Little League, like, oh, they went to that Little League. It's like local. It's like everyone wants to go to that Little League, like where they played. And then like, oh, they're, they're going to the Huntington Beach High School. Like, why don't we go there? Like, it's got to be good if they're going there because they're going to these good colleges. And then as we see their senior year, I think it was the 2016 draft, we see Prado go first round and Danner go second round. It's like this high school has got to be doing something good. And I know all my friends, I have friends at different schools that play baseball, but they couldn't make it because they all tried out for Huntington and like they couldn't make it because I remember my freshman year, it was COVID, but we still had over 50 kids try out because they want to go to Huntington because the player development and I would say player relationships with the coaches is like unmatchable compared to these other high schools around here. Yeah. And uh, two things. I mean, you, you just, you spoke about it, Danner and, and Prada going in the first couple of rounds of the draft and, and kind of how that resonated with you. And just think about, you know, how Ralphie Velasquez going in the first round of this draft might've reignited that for maybe the, the 10 and 11 and 12 year old cheeks and heidels out there in Huntington beach right now. Uh, but you touched on a really interesting parallel. So I'm, I'm assuming uh, I hate to make assumptions here, but have you guys read the book talent code? I don't think so. No, highly recommend it. It's a, a fantastic book, but I'm going to, I'm going to parallel this here for you. So you basically spoke about how like everybody wanted to be playing that little league and then everyone to play at that high school and that's ignition, right? So when yeah. I asked the ignition question earlier, like this is a different form of ignition and ignition happens in a bunch of different ways, but you basically spoke about how that ignited an entire community. Now in the book talent code, they talk about the Island of Curacao and how Andrew Jones hitting two home runs in the world series back in 1997 ignited the entire Island. Now, if you go look at all of the big leaguers that have come out of Curacao since 1997 and since that's happened, it's crazy compared to the population of the island. 
Now, go look at the Little League World Series, and all the way up to this year still, Willemstad Curacao represents the Caribbean almost every single year. There was a span of eight out of nine years after Andrew Jones hit those two home runs where Willemstad represented the entire Caribbean in the Little League World Series. So that's beating Cuba and the Dominican Republic and all of those other countries in the Caribbean. So um, that's ignition at its very core is, hey, he's one of us. Like, we want to do that too. And then, you know, everybody yeah. starts playing. So uh, that's really cool. That's something I've always really admired about the community. Um, and I think it fits really well into this discussion. So yeah. um, you spoke about the relationships between the players and the coaches at Huntington Beach and how they're unparalleled. I want you both to kind of touch on, and I'll let Heidel go first here, uh, yeah. your relationship with Benji Madur, uh, the GOAT, and um, what it's like playing for him. So it's obviously got quite the track record. And uh, I think he's an exceptional human being. So, yeah, Heidel, what do you got? Yeah, so I first, like, started to know about Coach when I was in Little League. We have, like, HB camps, so I started to go to those. And then when I was in, like, seventh grade, I started doing ground ball club. And then we built a relationship, but it was funny because I'm an outfielder doing infielder. So he would always, he would always like, hit me ground balls, but, you know. And yeah. then it, we tried out freshman year, and that's when we really saw, like, wow, this program's, like, super serious. And then now, like, I look up to him. I mean, he's, like, the best dude ever. Like, you can talk to him about whatever you want, whenever you want. Like, even outside the field, I think he's, like, my mentor. Because I can ask him anything, and I know I'll get, like, a solid question because he's been through everything. So, he's, like, a second dad to me at this point. I just look up to him for everything. Yeah, that uh, that rings true for my relationship with Benji as well from day one. It's just... It's just a very like genuine human being. And you always felt like really comfortable sharing. It's like very, you feel very unguarded. Like you don't need to be yep. on guard when you're speaking to Benji. So, uh, Cheek, what do you got? Uh, I think Coach Ritter is awesome. Like ever since I started doing ground ball club at like a young age and just going, growing up and like going through the feeder program and like just kind of like hearing like rumors about like how mean he is. And then like going into my freshman year, we didn't really. I wouldn't say we necessarily practiced with like the varsity and JV team because of that COVID year, but my sophomore, my soft, my freshman summer going into sophomore year, that's when I got the taste of what it's like playing for him and like understanding his personality and like what it's like to be around him. I, going based off what Matt said, it's like he's like another dad. Like I probably see it, we see him every day. We see him for nine months straight pretty much. And it's like, another father figure in my life, you know? And I think you can talk to him about whatever, like he's like, he's always going to have your back. And I know people that have graduated that still text him, that still talk to him, that still help him out in life. And he's just like, he's been through a lot. So he knows what he's talking about. And he just wants us to be great men overall. Yeah. I think uh collective number four for all of us uh, on gratitude for today Benji Madur. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Benji. I know he's listening to this. He'll probably listen to this a couple of times because he's a huge fan of Loden. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Cheek, you talked about how uh, you see him pretty much every day for nine straight months. And then you guys play travel ball in the summer. You guys play baseball year round. It's something yeah. that's a little bit unique to Southern California. Maybe Florida or Georgia has a little bit of that too, but 
most of this United States of America does not do that. Um, you've played in the National High School Invitational. You guys are going back to the National High School Invitational. Uh, if you haven't, you know, maybe travel ball. You know, you've played teams from other parts of the country. Uh, and I'm assuming you've played against, you know, players obviously from other parts of the country pretty frequently. Do you ever notice any differences between SoCal players and players from elsewhere? Um, and what are those differences? Um, I'd say going to the NHSI is kind of like seeing how different people take care of their business. Because you definitely notice, oh, you definitely hear those names like from PG, oh, he's committed here, he's committed there. But I think you kind of get a sense of how people play, like how people play like in a program and how they go about their business. And I think there's a big difference about how even I would even say around here in, in Southern California, there's like you can tell what school is going to be good, what school like goes about their business the right way, what school like means to like like to play the game right, you know. And I think when we were at NHSI last year, you could definitely tell what teams were like, like they're like they're those dudes over there, you know, like, you know, they're going to be good. You know, they're going to take care of business. They're going to come after us just like how we're going to go after them, like every game. Yeah, you get a little feel for different cultures. Yeah. I remember there was a game, and it was actually between Huntington Beach and uh, Trinity Christian from Jacksonville, Florida. This was before your time. You guys were just probably in kindergarten at this point. Uh, but it was, I think it was Prado and Danner. Um, and that was like one of the chippiest games. The parents were getting into it. Uh, the team from Florida had the kind of like a little bit of a Latin vibe. They had like drums and whatnot in the dugout, and like yeah. it was noise the whole game out of their dugout. And like Huntington Beach was matching it. And I remember it was just like blow for blow. And then I think it was like Landon Silver hit a, a big home run late in that game, and, and Huntington Beach won it. But it was one of the best high school baseball environments that I had seen. Uh, that's I think that's what's so special about that NHSI. Yeah, uh, Idol, what do you got on this one? Uh, I think the main difference between, like, a SoCal, like, program and other programs is, like, other programs because they have, like, one or two dudes maybe. But, like, anywhere in SoCal, you're going to see, like, a whole roster that are just dudes. Like, dudes who want to play, who are getting, like, well-coached and, like, want to be there. And then we all have respect for each other. I think that's another big thing because we go and we play, like, the best schools in the country. And most of them are from SoCal. So you're not just going to go boat race like every team. So I think that's where like your your like respect for the game comes from SoCal. Yeah, no doubt. Who's the best team in Southern California right now? HB. Oh, HD. Come on. Right, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Cheek took the uh, the alley oop there and he threw it down. All right. Uh, this isn't limited to just baseball. Who is currently the best athlete at Huntington Beach High School? I don't know. I've always been biased for how baseball players can almost play any sport because I feel like if I were to throw a football player into baseball or like a golfer into baseball, they wouldn't be as successful. But I feel like except baseball players, except for Heidel. Yeah, except for Heidel. <laughs> but I think, uh, I, I don't know, it's a, such a hard question. Without being biased towards myself, I would say it has to be <laughs> – <laughs> I think it would have to be probably probably Ethan Porter. Yep. I like that answer. I think 
I think Porter is super. He's super. He he's just super like underrated on the things that he can do, and I've noticed the change from his sophomore to junior year of how much he's like going through his UCL tear, then coming back and like hit, like starting to hit, and then he just he's like he's an unbelievable hitter. He can play anywhere in the field pretty much. He's an unbelievable pitcher. He can run for speed. I. I'm pretty sure he ran a like a six seven sixty or six six sixty, and I know like his when we did the load and testing, he ran I think like a three seven thirty. Yeah, so I, I would numbers to support cheek on this one. Yeah, so I would I if I were to put Porter in football, I could put him at linebacker, running back, even a wide out, even maybe a little slot, you know. But even if I were to put him in like tennis, I could see Porter just tearing it up. All right, Ethan Porter. One vote for Ethan Porter. One half vote for Cheek. We'll give you a half <laughs> vote on that one. All right, what do you got? Uh, I think I got to agree with Cheek. I mean, I like when we hit BP and Porter swings, it's like wow. And then also when we do load in, and he's the fastest guy, and he's also like the one of the biggest dudes on the team. I think that's crazy. Like, I think he could go play any sport he wanted. I, I think he hit a golf ball like four hundred yards if he like really tried. But then I also yeah. think he could go be our star running back for Huntington. So I think he's by far the best athlete. You got to get him out there. 195 pounds, and he runs a, like a 3730. Ethan Porter. Yeah. Hey, Ethan Porter, if you're watching this, retweet. Shout out, Porter. <laughs> Shout out, Porter. Shout out, Kang, too. Yeah, Phil Kang. Oh, shit. The next question, <laughs> my bad. The next question is about Kang. All right. Who's the most oh. interesting Huntington Beach? Who's the most interesting player in the Huntington Beach baseball program not named Philip Kang? Oof. I'll, I'll start this one. I think I know who it is. I think Tyler Bellrose is probably <laughs> one of the most interesting people I've ever met. Like, off the field, he's, like, so, like, goofy and silly, and he's so funny. But then on the field, he's, like, locked in 100%. I think that's just, like, the coolest thing ever. Like, we go golfing, and he messes around the whole time. But once he gets on that mound, he's, like, a whole different person. So I think he's really interesting for that. Release the animal. <laughs> exactly. What do you got, Chief? Uh, I'm going to have to agree with that. Tyler Belrose is a character. I got I got close with Belly this past summer. We would go golfing. I'm never taking Matt Heidel golfing again, just FYI. But, <laughs> but uh, Tyler Belrose – Definitely the most interesting guy at Huntington. He's all serious at practice. Like he's super gullible. My my sophomore year, he was a freshman. I used to mess with him a lot. He was super gullible into everything. And then off the field, golfing with him, or like we would even go to the beach and go like surfing. For me, body surfing. But he's he's just a character. Yeah, I think Benji was telling me is his brother a really good surfer. Yeah, yeah, he's, I think he's a two-time national championship. Yep. Yeah, long border. Yeah, like, long border. Yeah, he's a professional. I mean, he's yeah. he's yeah. that good. So yeah, yeah. I mean, good good place to be a professional surfer, Huntington Beach, California. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Heidel, I know you. I know you hit the golf ball 350 yards, but why is Cheek not taking you golfing anymore? Uh, so we, I played Cheek for 10 bucks, and I don't know what I was on. I had uh like a span of like five holes where I got two eagles, so that made Cheek a little mad. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, we played it. We played like a two v two, two man scramble, and he had a Jake Frone. I had a Aaron Manicucci, and I'm like, Aaron, Aaron's pretty good. Like he's not bad, 
I like to think I'm good, but I'm all right. But I'm like, all right, going into this, I'm like, we, we definitely got Matt here. Two of us versus two. I'm like, and then Matt Matt decides to make his own eagle by himself. And then, like, next couple of holes, makes another eagle. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going home. I, I just gave up at that point. Hopped on that rider mower through the, the headphones yeah. on. Through the headphones on. I was like, I, I got to get out of here. <laughs> That's funny. All right, uh, so we talked about the most interesting player at HB that's not named Philip King, but I need from both of you your uh, best Philip King story. Oh, I got two. I'll, I'll go first. You want to go first yeah. or I'll go first? No, no, go ahead, Matt. I still remember. I think it was either last year or my freshman year. Philip used to ride his bike to school, and he got his <laughs> bike stolen, and he posted on his story, like, if I find you with my bike, I'm going to hurt you. Or he said something like hilarious. And I still remember that to this day. <laughs> did he get his bike back? I don't know. I, no. I don't think so. Uh, did you guys, you, sh- you should start a fundraiser to get him a new bike. I know. I think I we did. Sure. I think, yeah, I think we did. Yeah, I, th- I think we did. We did get him a new bike. Oh, let's go. Yeah. yeah. That's the team right there. Culture. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Cheek. I would say my, so my, I would say my all-time favorite is when Philip it was so he came here our sophomore year and he didn't he wasn't the best at English and we were eating at the sushi restaurant across the street before practice and we told him a bad word was uh, Scooby Doo and then so we're like Philip just, just like say it like very quiet and then like he like peeks his head out and yells Scooby Doo and just starts dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> probably the I think we have it on video somewhere. It was probably the funniest video I think I've ever seen from him. If you have it on video, send it to me and I'll, I'll I, I will. Into this. And then I'd say my other favorite memory is um so there's these people at our school that go around and do like a TikTok interview. <laughs> and one of the vid- one of the questions is like, have you ever been to France? And Philip's like, No, I'm not. <laughs> do you have that one too? I think I do. I think I do have that one too. He just says, instead of like not answering, he just says, "No, I'm not." That's I think I. Says. I think I've actually seen that one. Uh, really? Yeah, I think Benji showed me that one. <laughs> it's probably the funniest video. It's it's hilarious. I love Philip. Shout out Philip King. Yeah, yeah shout, shout out, out Philip King. Yeah, if you can get those videos, I'll uh, I'll cut yeah. them in here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. All right. Um, Let's talk about talents and interests because I know that you guys are both very talented and interesting. I mean, Heidel's over here knocking multiple eagles within a span of a couple. So we know he's a good golfer. We're not going to talk about that. But, Chief, I heard you smoked some beef ribs yesterday and that you are a, quote, pizza, pizza YOLO. Is there a future for you in a Michelin star kitchen? What is your favorite food to make and your favorite food to eat? Go. I, I definitely think there's a future because I think around like my 12 and like when I was thir- 12 or 13, I used to watch like Gordon Ramsay on YouTube and like the kitchen nightmares, or like the hell's kitchen. I always thought it was like interesting. I'm like, I'm like, that seems like fun to cook, you know? So I ended up getting a job in like a pizza joint when I was like 15, almost 16. Then that job ended up closing down. And then I got another job called a uh, rip pizzeria and I'm a cook there. And I think it's I think it's just fun hanging out in a kitchen, like hanging out with all the guys and like just like just like talking crap and like all that stuff. But I definitely see like I've always talked to my friends. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna be a head chef somewhere. I'm gonna own my own restaurant. 
all this stuff. So I definitely think it's an opportunity that I can invest in later in life, you know, after baseball is all done and maybe even go to a um, culinary school at some point, you know? Yeah. I'm going to hit you with the triple dip. All right. Uh, one, when I'm out in December, we got to go get tacos cause I do a taco vlog and I'm currently getting okay. content for season three, a taco vlog. Heidel, you're invited to come along, but we got to get cheeks. Of Let's go. All right. Two. I got two spots for you. I'll take you. All right, let's we'll hit them both. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll, te- well, I'll send you some videos so you can get the feel for it. But we graded right. on a hard scale the whole nine. It's a lot of fun. All right, two. Um, have you been to Ipono? Yes. What do you got on Ipono? Uh, second best pokey around. I'm I'm biased to the one in Huntington, but I think it's not just the pokey, just like their overall environment. I think it's really sick in there, and I think the food is unreal. Yeah, I'm with you. The uh, I guess the guy who who cooks in there, uh, he was on like Top Chef or one of those really? shows that you used to grow up watching. Uh, three, as someone who likes to cook, have you encountered a cut of meat called uh, picanha? I don't even think I've ever heard of that before. Yeah, check that one down. I'll do that's my research. Really, like a, it's really popular in Brazil. Uh, I've been able to find it at a couple meat markets here in Colorado. Get some picanha steak, invite Heidel over, invite Kang over, <laughs> drop some Scooby-Doo's on them. All right, I got a question for you. Can you smoke it? Oh, yeah. You smoke All right. it. All right, when, when you're here in December, we'll smoke it then. We got a smoker at the field now. I yeah, don't know if you we'll, heard. Yeah, we'll get the picanha going. We'll do a – and then we'll cut it up. We'll put it in a taco. And we'll, so we'll have our two taco spots, and then we'll have our All right. smoked picanha tacos made in-house. I like it. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. All right. It's a plan. All right, let's, let's go over to Heidel because we're, we're off the turf. We're back to the surf. Heidel, you like to fish? Yep. We've spoken in the past about some of your fishing friends like Mike Trout. Uh, how long yep. have you been fishing, and how did fishing with Mike Trout come about? So I've been fishing ever since I was like four years old, and I just fell in love with it. I think hooking a fish is like the greatest thing ever. Besides hitting a home run, Hooking a fish is like second best feeling. And then basically uh, one of my friends, his dad has another son who played at Cal Poly. And then the Cal Poly uh, former coach now throws BP for the Angels. And there was talk around the locker room. And then all of a sudden we show up one day to go fishing. And there's Mike Trout with all of his glory. So that's basically (laughs) how it happened. That's how it felt. That's incredible. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to segue right into this next one. All right, uh, Heidel is the strongest player pound for pound. That's a direct quote from an anonymous source. Uh, this is also a direct quote from an anonymous source. You once beat Ralphie Velazquez in a tug of war with one hand tied behind his back. Yeah, I remember it. <laughs> I said, uh, I told the source... To prove it, and they responded with a picture of you casually holding a 300-pound tuna with one hand. Yep, that's me. <laughs> I mean, you can't make that up. No, all real. All right. So the, the question here is actually for Cheek. If presented with that said prized fish, uh, would you be able to turn that into something from like a culinary standpoint? Are you are you? Oh, 100%. Tuna? Yeah. Hundred percent. One time, actually, at a at my pizza restaurant, they uh, one some one of the customers brought in like a 
I want to say it was like a 60-pound bluefin tuna, and one of our head guys kind of whipped it up into sashimi. Probably the best sashimi I've ever had. So I think I could take some skills from him and whip it up, whip us something up. Cheek, you've got a bright future ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. when, it, when you open up that restaurant, let me know. I'll be there for the grand. I will. You'll be an investor. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, Heidel. Yep. It, actually, this, this question's already answered because if you say no, then, then we're just going to kick you right off the podcast right now. <laughs> okay. okay. Would you eat at Cheek's restaurant if you had one? Mm, 100%. 100%. 100%. I no think doubt. Cheek as a head chef would be perfect. He'd be yelling. He'd, oh, the food would be so good. He'd be under control the whole time. Hopefully. Yeah, like you got to wear, you gotta wear the headphones, too. It's yeah, I got to wear the headphones, too. I got yeah. to wear the noise headphones. <laughs> yeah, people will know. It's like, hey, the guy with the headphones, he's, in, he's yeah, the boss. He's him. That's him. <laughs> yeah, he, he is him. All right, let's talk about baseball. Uh, who are your favorite players in the game right now? Um, I'm, I got to say Mookie Betts and Corey Seager. I'd say Mookie Betts because – outfielder and how small he is i think he's what five nine five ten yep you know i'm a, i'm a pretty short guy when it comes to baseball and i think kind of like seeing what he does at like like man he's like my height like why can't i be someone like him you know and then Corey seager's like i i used to play shortstop when i was younger and i always thought i was growing up but then i converted to the outfield but i just love seager's swing and like just how he plays seager is so good yeah Unreal. If uh, if Shohei Otani wasn't in the American League, Corey Seager is your MVP this year. And Mookie Betts might be the MVP in the National League. So, cheap, two nice picks there. Uh, Heidel, what do you got on this one? Well, I'm going to be biased. Obviously, I got my boy Trout. I mean, he's just electric. When he plays, when he plays, he's just electric. I mean, he's like, he walks out there and you just know he's going to do something. And then I also love Freddie Freeman because he's, like, a family dude, and I think he's just a great dude, like, on and off the field. Like, I've only heard good, and his swing's pretty sweet. So, And he's lefty, so I just got to love him. Yeah, I appreciate that I can have a conversation with a couple of high school kids, and you guys actually know baseball because in most parts of the country, like, those guys that you're playing at the NHSI, they don't watch baseball. You're like, hey, who's your favorite player? And they're like, Derek Jeter. I'm like, Derek Jeter hasn't been on a baseball team in, like, 10 years. <laughs> um. No, that's great. So, you know, you mentioned Trout. I've mentioned Otani yep. a couple times here. Where do you think those two guys play baseball in 2024? Mm, I got Shohei either at the Dodgers or the, I heard I heard rumors about the A's, but I think I'm going to go with the Dodgers <laughs> for Shohei. <laughs> I'm just and then for, for, Trout, for Trout, I got him either at the Yankees or – Maybe the Red Sox, honestly. I can see Trout in a Red Sox jersey. Pepper that green monster? All right. Yep. I don't hate it. I, I mean, I think he's definitely a fit on the East Coast being a New Jersey guy. I think you'd lose yeah. your fishing partner there, though. That's <laughs> okay. It's okay. Yeah. All right, Cheek, what do you got? Um, I think Otani, I think he has to go to the Dodgers with the Dodgers staying under the luxury tax and kind of like just re not – necessarily like rebuilding but like making room for him it almost makes sense like how they didn't they how they didn't invest in many players this uh past trade deadline or over the offseason i think they're just making room for otani and for him to come in so i'm all set for otani going to the the dodgers but 
Trout, I think if he wants to get traded, he's got to go somewhere with a good farm system. So I could see him maybe going to uh, probably Baltimore or um, I'm not going to say Philly because Philly spent too much money. I say Baltimore or the Red Sox. I like I like where Hyde was going with the Red Sox. Yeah, Baltimore. It'll be interesting to see if Baltimore spends money around that young core they have. Uh, yeah. I think they could use some pitching, but I mean that's a juggernaut over there. Um, I mean, if you're Mike Trout, you want to play in Baltimore, right? Because yeah. a bunch of young guys in. Yeah. You want to see some yep. winning baseball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think to your point on the luxury, the luxury threshold, like. For Shohei Otani, they, you, you blow through that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you got the money, just like who cares about that luxury tax threshold? Like, give up your first round pick next year. It doesn't matter. Like, that's there are very few players that you say that for, but he's one of them. So yeah. it'll be really interesting to I see. Got, I got a question for you. All right, what do you got? You think Otani signs a long term contract, or you you think he does like a three to five year? I think he signs a long term contract. And I think the reason why he signs a long-term contract is because he's already, what, 29 years old? 28, 29, somewhere in there? Yeah. And uh, if he signs three to five, that puts him in a really awkward spot when he's like 34 if he is declining yeah. or he's not going to get money. So he's just got to lock it all in. Sorry, my dog's chewing on something. <laughs> I think it's a cap of a pen. Yeah, it's not great. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, if if I'm Otani, you got to sign a 15-year deal. You know what I mean? Do, do what you got to do. Yep. Um, all right, pick your World Series matchup and who wins. This year? Yep. Actually, no, next year. No, this year. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. I'm going to be biased. I'm... Go ahead, Matt. I, I think I know. I got Orioles, Braves, and I got Braves and six. That's very confident. Very confident yep. response there from Heidel. I'm going to say Dodgers. I'm going to say Dodgers, Orioles, Dodgers and seven. Wow, so you guys both like the Orioles. Yeah. yeah. Orioles. Interesting. I'm trying to think of who else would potentially come out of the American League. It's probably not going to be the Twins. I just don't see another competitive team. Maybe the Rays, but even then, I still think the Orioles could beat them. Yeah, maybe the Rays. I'd like to see Arizona make a make a run in the the National League. I just don't think they have the firepower yet, but I think they're going to be good for the next couple of years. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> this is a, a fun hypothetical that we've been bouncing around the past couple of weeks uh, in the the baseball world is if LSU's 2023 national championship team play the Oakland athletics 100 times, how many times would LSU beat the Oakland A's out of a hundred? Heidel, you first. I probably got, they beat them 35 to 40 times. Probably. Higher, too higher, too low. I mean, what's your reasoning? Well, don't, I, I don't think they're gonna. They're not gonna beat them more than that because I mean the A's are all, they're all pro baseball players. Like every single one's a big leaguer, and obviously, I mean, yeah, LSU has some, but they're not all. But like when Paul Skeens is on the mound, I don't know if the A's are gonna even touch the ball. So that's my reasoning. Damn, 
You guys really believe the Paul Skeen type. All right, Cheek, what do you got? <laughs> I, I'm going to have to agree with Heidel because, don't get me wrong, that LSU team was unreal. They they had the first two draft picks with Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens, but as we saw, I don't think – I think the next pick was Trey Morgan in, like, the third round, if I'm not mistaken. I but think it's Floyd, the, the righty. What, did he get taken before? Yeah, I think he was a second rounder maybe. I could be wrong. Check my math. Either way, Trey Morgan was like a third rounder. Yeah, but I just think um, I just think the A's have been there before, and I think the A's could play at a different level that those LSU guys like don't know what it's like to play at the major league level. So I just think I just think the the players in the A's like organization is more developed than the LSU guys. That's just my opinion. So I would say, like what Heidel said, maybe like maybe even like forty to fifty. Ooh. I think another advantage that LSU has is like they're like a team. Like they go to school together, they're practice every day together. Like they really care for each other. And then sometimes in the big leagues they drift away. You sign a contract, you don't care anymore. But like I think LSU is kind of like Huntington. Like they all care for each other and they're all hardworking yeah. and they like push each other. Yeah. Hey, do you guys know who Mason Miller is? No, I don't think so. Do you know who Seth Brown is? Yeah, isn't he? Uh, isn't he a player for the A's? Yeah. Do you know who? Uh, let's see. Nick Allen is. No. You should look these guys up. You should look these guys up. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think the uh, LSU Tigers win a single game. Um. <laughs> Go look at Paul Skeen's first double-A outing, uh, and yeah, I don't think he got out of the first inning. I don't think yeah. – that's not to say that Paul Skeens isn't great. I think he's going to be a, a really nice big league pitcher. I think if you slotted him into the A's rotation right now, he might be their number five. So, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate I, – I love that hypothetical. Uh, I'm, I'm not – by any means like there's other people out there that have said you know 30 35 whatever it is i i think maybe lsu keeps it within five runs 10 15 times out of 100 games uh but i I don't think they win um i'll send you guys there's there's a podcast that i did with baseball america and a couple other people and we talked about it a little bit kind of broke it down like seth brown like in his career in triple a he played like 120 games and he hit 30 home runs and he was a 300 hitter. Like that's a guy that people like you guys don't even know who Seth Brown is, but like that dude's just casually somewhere in the A's lineup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, last, last situation here, last question. And then I'm going to let you guys go about your business. She can get back to mowing the lawn. Uh, I don't go hit some bombs. Uh, Coach prime. I'm sure you guys are aware coach prime, everyone under the sun. Is aware. I think the people in North Korea who have censored media are aware of Coach Prime. I think he found a way to penetrate there. So uh, he doesn't do captains up at Colorado. So he doesn't award captains to anybody. Uh, Cheek, we talked about this briefly. Yeah. Last week. He does L's for leaders and D's for dogs. Uh, Heidel, I'm going to let you go first. You have one L to give out and one D to give out for the 24 Huntington Beach Oilers. This is how we're going to do it. Actually, no, no, no. Heidel's not going to go first. You guys are going to do it at the same time. That's how we're going to do it. We're going to start with the L, leader. Okay? I'm going to count down from three, and then you're both going to say it at the same time. So you let me know when you're ready, and I'll count down from three, and you'll both say it at the same time. 
<clears throat> Ready. How do we get? Uh oh. This is kind of funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> For anybody listening without video. Oh, and we lost him. Oh, we lost him again. Oh, he's oh, back. He... <laughs> <laughs> Heidel, can you hear us now? Heidel's going to stick to baseball because he can't quite figure out the tech thing. Oh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, there you go. Oh, bad timing. Bad timing. Bad yeah, timing. Bad timing. Bad timing. <laughs> uh, do you have your Do you have your L picked out? Yeah, I, I do. I do. I do. All right, you ready? I'm going to count this thing down. So three, two, one, and then you guys are both going to go at the same time. Three, two, one. Okay. Porter. Tony Martinez. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. All right. All right. All right. We don't. We don't need any explanations on these. All right. All right. So the next one is. D for dog. You get to you get to give out your D for dog. Three. You guys. You guys got it. We get one of them. One dog. All right. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. Travis Curry. Ooh. I I like I like Heidel's answer too. All right. So one more time. What'd you guys say? Trent Greenlinger. Okay, so you got Grinlinger and she. I got uh, Travis Curry. Travis Curry. You got a good little mix there. You got a, it, so it sounds like you got a lot of good options there. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the team because you got a couple L's, couple D. Because the original question was going to be like, you can hand out two L's, you can hand out two D's. And you guys handed out two L's and two D's. Um, Cheek, just for the record, you'd be uh, my dog. <laughs> I'd slap the D on Cheek. <laughs> I like it. Cheek's got the, the most pine tarred hat I've ever seen. He looks like he's straight out of the sandlot. Like this guy's this guy's hitting BP with a flashlight at one o'clock in the morning. Uh, doesn't definitely do, doesn't wash his pants. You got the Sometimes. same fleet since he was twelve. All right, uh, Cheek Heidel, it's been an absolute treat. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we're definitely going to do this again at some point. We'll do a holiday edition featuring yeah. Cam. Run it back. December, it, we got a whole laundry list of things to do uh, when I make my trip out there. Cheek, you better get ready for taco vlog. I will. Uh, get ready to smoke that picanha steak. Any last words uh, for the people before we let you go? Uh, Buy the load Shout out, Philip King. Yeah. I load an app. Shout out Philip Kang. Uh, ben Madur, we love you. Shout out Coach Madur, too. Yeah, shout out Coach yeah, Madur. Shout, shout uh, out Coach. Yep. Actually, actually all the coaches. Shout out all the coaches. Yeah, all the coaches. Yeah, shout out I all feel the like, coaches. I, I want to say something. I feel like all the coaches don't get recognized of what the greatness behind the program is. Yeah, I mean, I you guys all walk around with shirts that say the team, the team, the team. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what it is. You guys are like, I don't know. I, I saw an, art, uh, an interview recently with Adley Rushman. 
And he basically echoed the same sentiment. So you guys, you know, Huntington Beach as a program is like the embodiment of what Adley Rushman preaches. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, Loading Sports Outlier Session Season 2. Uh, this might be the best episode in the bunch. Uh, if you haven't checked out previous episodes from the season, please check that out. Loading Sports Performance Lab app available now on the App Store 